What's up, guys? Luke here. On the podcast today, we have two guests, Dara Jordan and Eric Hintetic um, of Graft and Digital. These guys, super impressive. They're only 20 years old. They've been in business for three years doing web design, app design, social media, and they are taking their business to the United States and they're leaving in a couple of, uh, in a couple of weeks. So it was a great time to interview them get their take on uh, all things uh, digital business. Um, really, really interesting, guys. Only 20 years old, so much time. That's me and Mark. We're like, you know, we're in our 30s, and we just thought this is the the most amazing thing to get going when you're 17. Um, really, really interesting. Um, so these guys are going to America. We're, you know, 100% supporting them. Me and Mark always thought that would be a great idea to go to uh, America, start a business. That was always our dream. So these guys are living the dream, and uh, we're going to be checking in with them in maybe 12 months' time to see how they're getting on. Uh, but if you're into young entrepreneurship, if you're into Irish business, international business, if you're into uh, digital marketing, um, this is the podcast for you. Without further ado, kick it over to the boys. Welcome to the Shark Pod. The podcast that explores business and lifestyle design in Ireland and beyond. And now, live from Greystone Studios, here are your hosts, Luke Curry and Mark Baker. What is up, Shark Nation? We've got a live one for you here uh, today. How are you doing, Marky B, out there in? Or in uh, I was, you're in Glenageary. It's where I used to live. How's it going? <laughs> All good. It is absolutely roasting. It's uh, roasting. I don't know if anybody else is, but it's it's sticky. It's a sticky one. It's 17 degrees. I know our international listeners will not be uh, too impressed with that, but um, it's, it's been pretty sticky around here, which is uh, good to know. Um, and I am absolutely buzzing today. Uh, not only like I've had a brilliant day as well. So the guys that are here, um, Dara, Jordan, and Eric, I'm going to say Yentetics because it sounds great. I know that was a mispronouncing that, but uh, it sounds like it's uh, the way to go. These guys uh, have been in business for three years. Their business is called uh, Grafton Digital, uh, Digital Marketing. Um, these guys are just 20 I've uh, been in business for three years which uh, okay let's play a game before so guys we'll dig into this in a second okay Mark Baker what were you doing 20 years old what is Mark Baker doing 20 years old 20 years old I was probably finishing my arts degree realizing that I didn't have to get a real job and I thought I was going to be an artist for the rest of my life because my paintings were selling for for big money for a for a 20 year old that yeah. didn't that went downhill <laughs> Then if you can count. Okay, so, okay. so uh, when I, I was, blame the recession. When I was twenty, I was, I was only a year in college or something like that, and um, I was in EOS in Greece, um, and I was going to stay there. This is my kind of a secret idea. Like I was going to stay there and open a uh, an Irish bar, for uh, you know to be really original um, out there. Because I went to an Irish bar there and it was crap, and I just thought we could do this better. Um, but then I came home. <laughs> anyway, so that was what, when I was 20. Basically, what I'm saying here is I was in business for three years uh, uh, at that stage. So maybe we'll have a chat to the guys here. So, Dara, you're CEO, right? Yeah, that's you're, me. You're steering the ship. And Eric, <laughs> you're, are you the kind of the, the technical guy? Yeah, yeah, the guy that does all the work. <laughs> cool. And what, how would you how would you explain how would you kind of like uh, uh, describe the business to the, the listeners that uh, haven't heard of uh, Grafton Digital? So I suppose currently we're a website and app development company. Obviously, like I said, started three years ago. We originally started in the more digital marketing space with social media marketing and content creation. And then over the last year, we've niched down just to web and app. 
um, just for numerous reasons, which maybe we can get into a little bit later. Um, I suppose we saw in the industry that, well, one, there wasn't much attention to detail in the creative space, but two, a lot of our competitors are not very customer-centric. And one thing we thought, by doing that really well and having a really good inbound and outbound sales procedure, we could really stand out um, you know, nationally and internationally. And then over the last 12 months, we've been expanding kind of into international markets. And obviously the next big one we're breaking into the moment is the US. So um, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited about this one. Me and Mark always wanted to break America, but we never actually made it there. Um, <laughs> so, uh, when, I, when I think about this, when I think about you guys going there, this is the kind of the vibe. I mean, you guys are probably too young for that. Have you ever watched Rattling Home? No. no. Oh, for God. <laughs> for okay. T- tonight, whatever you're doing, scrap what you're doing. It's on YouTube, I think. It's uh, anyway, so it's it's, Amer- it's the U2 guys. They're going to go break America, and this is the kind of vibe that I'm feeling. Uh, me and Mark have talked about going to America and starting businesses for tw- 20 years, Mark? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Wow. <laughs> I almost did. I went to Canada for a while, but uh, I, I never actually did anything in the States. I've you're been to, you're in Vancouver. Vancouver, yeah. Amazing uh, place if you like all the technology and all that type of outdoor living and all that type of stuff. But, um, okay, so you guys are... You, you're you're based out of Galway. You've got a place in Dublin as well. But you guys yeah. are thinking about the Big Apple. Is that is that kind of where where the, the opportunity is, or is it anywhere in America? What's the what's the plan? So, so I suppose we've been looking at other states over the last couple of months, and I suppose the likes of New York and California is really good. We want to really try and meet as many people as we can while we're there. But I suppose from an outbound sales perspective, we're looking more towards the fast expanding states. A lot of people are pouring out of New York, pouring out of California, heading towards Texas heading towards Florida, heading towards Utah, all these kind of other states. So I suppose we're looking for, we're looking more towards the fast expanding states and also fast expanding industries. Because if you look at some of the bigger industries, you already have key players there that would be maybe small and more difficult to try and break into. So I suppose we're looking more towards fast expanding industries like renewable energy, like EV, that sort of stuff. So that's more the, that's more the thought process we're having at the moment currently. So it's so interesting. That's great the way you're, you're kind of thinking about maybe a different approach and just going after the, the kind of tried and tested areas. Um, yeah. I think that this, it, this is a, it's an interesting kind of topical thing for me and Mark, because we're relaunching shark.ie. Uh, and we've been trying to, we've trying to figure out building the website and stuff. And it's not been, it's still not easy to do, Mark, is it? What do you think? No, I've built lots. I've built websites with Shopify, but it's not, that's not really for this type of thing. Um, I've used Squarespace. I've used WordPress um but i've tried wix there on this one um i thought it'd be easier but it's it's not if it's not your speciality or what you're doing like my my time is be- best spent <laughs> other places i could be making more money doing something else than trying to build my own website so yeah so it's so it's it's it's, it's tough it's still out there and, yeah. and it's, so here's the other on the other side of the coin guy guys we work with um like digital so in hubspot we work with uh, digital uh, agencies uh, for want of a better word uh, quite a lot in fact it's kind of uh, it's a 200 million dollar chunk of what we do so 200 million dollars of our revenue comes through uh, agencies so there's a there's a there's a big uh you know a big chunk of uh revenue out there to go after um but it is, whenever I look at the space, it scares the shit out of me because I'm thinking there is so many people uh, or so many competitors there. There, A lot of them are quite small, fragmented. Um, it's it's hard to 
to kind of see which which like the difference between them but i think that there is uh, opportunities there because i work with a lot of partners in hubspot as well and i think there's opportunities there uh, with differentiation like you're saying going after specific industries i'm, I'm shocked that how how little kind of verticalization goes on with that type of business um so i think that's really interesting how, like have you guys done that already uh, right now or did you in the first three years did you kind of cast a wide net to get a bit of a, a portfolio going yeah, definitely. We went for a wider portfolio because we really felt like, you know, networking is where we're going to get our referrals. I think in our industry, referrals and trust is the biggest thing. And a lot of our com- competitors lack the trust with their customers currently. So hence, we've introduced different procedures to actually allow the trust and the relationship. You know, we're very much relationship relationship based business. So we, we, we try to we try to include the customer in many aspects of of the development however as as mark was saying there you know you guys everybody has their own things to look after so we we've introduced weekly reports and we've heavily invested in our customer service therefore the trust and you know the process can be maintained and we can actually ensure quality as we grow as well because you know i think anyone that starts in this industry there's so much business that you're going to expand really fast and also i think the fact we're so young as well Honestly, we were just taking anything that was coming our way. We were knocking yeah. on doors, cold calling. We 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 yeah. exasperated any relationship we possibly had, Love or it. any friends and families, or friends of friends. So it was anything at the start, just to get up off the ground and just see did the model work realistically. Man, that is such a it's it's such a great thing to do at the beginning as well. And I think like I've like I've seen like I've, I've got one one uh, person that I know is a uh, they went out on their own. And they, they did a kind of a partnership, more of a technical partnership for like SAP uh, style stuff. Um, but they were ultra selective on the types of stuff. They're like, well, that's not really where our, you know, our expertise lies. I'd be like, just take it, figure it out later. You know, you've got no customers, you know. Um, but that was my, and the guy who knows he's going to be listening to this. And uh, yeah, you should have took that customer anyway. Um, so I think I think it's super interesting. So 20. So let's, let's talk about the, like the compounding effect for you guys. I'm 32 and I feel like I'm just getting going, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, in 12 years time, you guys can really, like uh, the expansion, it, you've got so much time to, you could retire when you're 30. You know, because you got started this this uh this early, which is great, and not that you'd want to do that, but uh, it's what I want to do. Marcos tells me he wouldn't retire. I'd be like, I'd just go to the beach, and chill. <laughs> you know? I, I I want out. But um, so what what's the like? How does the business model work? As in, is it just uh, for you guys? Is it just uh, we're doing uh, project based work where we have a deliverable on some date, and then you work towards that, or is there like any ongoing stuff that you can kind of? Is there cross-sell, upsell opportunities in that type of business? How does that work? Yeah, so I suppose um, our main revenue stream is project work, so developing actual websites and apps. Um, however, we offer hosting and maintenance and support and also SEO. So these are all kind of ongoing uh, month-to-month uh, accounts that we look after. So SEO is trying to get people on top of Google and your hosting and your emails, we're, we're Google accredited and we're also Microsoft partners. Therefore, we can we can resell these services and support our our, our partners um, th- throughout throughout working with us. So, you know, um, it's it's kind of a two way revenue stream. We have recurring revenue, and we also have kind of once off uh, accounts that we take. Fabulous! It's an interesting thing with the. the I, I don't know. See, it might be just a uh, like a, a regional thing. But I used to work in the Nordics um, quite a lot, and a lot of my partners there were 
used to build these big retainer. It was really a retainer business that they were working on. So they did a lot of the creative stuff. But now a really good friend of mine, um, a COO of a uh, a really, really fast scaling agency in, in Oslo. Um, so I'm going to put her in touch with you guys and maybe she can tell you kind of what they're doing because they are if you're listening to this, I've heard about some of the, the deals that they've done, and uh, it's crazy. It's crazy out there, Mark Baker. You know? Yeah. yeah. I love yeah, to see Yeah, please do. Please really do, yeah. appreciate it, yeah. yeah so we'll, we'll sort that out, and if she's listening out here, I'm, I'm going to give out your uh, your email address, your personal one, so that's uh, you can come at me after that. So Okay, so wh- when are you guys flying out to America? So we're actually, we're actually just after here, we're gonna, just after this, we're going to book our flight. So we're going we're gonna to spend, we have to quarantine in Mexico for 15 days, and then we're going to head to New York. So we're going to spend... Two, two and a half weeks in New York, trying to network as much as possible. We've been recommended like the Irish Network, there's the Irish Connecticut uh, link. Um, and just trying to meet as many people as possible. And and also, like I suppose we're still so young, like they're living in Galway, like we're saying just before the podcast, to try and get that, you know, get that American bug. You know, like I think the way business is done over there is drastically different. You know, obviously Gareth Flower, we would both know is over there. He just moved over to New York and one of our friends, well, Thomas Arnold, living over in California now in LA with the t- Go House LA. He'd be one of our very close friends. So I suppose we're, we're seeing everyone kind of heading over there and having great experiences. So I suppose it's kind of, it was always in our vision to get over there, but I suppose it's been accelerated partially probably because of COVID and the expansion yeah. of set our, our business and industry and also seeing everyone else going over there and having great success. It's amazing. And once you get over there, you really get to... So I, I lived in Canada. It's not exactly the same as America, but there's the same type of thing. It's kind of the North American... Uh, they they don't... People... There's a few things about it. Like, one, people aren't worried as much about tenure as they are in Ireland. So in Ireland, people just want to make sure that they have a job. If you get fired in Ireland, it is a big deal. You know? Yeah. You better have a narrative, Mark Baker. You're a recruiter. You, you know, if someone comes into you, I got the sack. You're like, I'll, I'll get back to you. After five. Oh, yeah. oh yeah we're looking at little gaps in cvs and stuff and everything or yeah. gaps in, in linkedin what so, was that you know what did they do there for the year you exactly know? so oh, well. in um but in vancouver it was like everyone just believed everything was going to be okay and that gives this thing where you look at someone's cv they've been at like eight places before they're 30 and everyone's like yeah that's awesome you got lots of this diversity in your your background oh. you know everyone like it's it's not so personal um uh the way it is here the way it's like I don't know. It just makes the whole place a lot more dynamic. And I don't know if it's because you're... See, this is something I was wondering as well, Mark. I remember I was in Canada and I was, tell, I was calling you and I uh, was telling you about all these stories about all the stuff that was happening, right? Mm. And it was all this adventure. It was all this, you know, every every week I had another story about this is the guy I met, this is what he's doing, this VC guy, you know. And then I just it just seems like in Ireland, it, it's it's not as dynamic. So I, I arrived as an immigrant yeah, and then like six months later, I'm in like a penthouse in for Canada Day with some VC millionaire guy watching the fireworks, or I'm on some guy's uncle's yacht with my bag of cans and stuff. And I'm like, how did this happen? <laughs> it's, you know what I mean? it's, it's like <laughs> it's just everything. It's it, everyone's so open over there. Um, like Ireland's a great place, and Galway uh, specifically is a great place. Uh, but I think New York City might be. Uh, might be something that would be very interesting. Um, and also the networking stuff, I guess, is that, are they are they open? Like, can you go meet people or is it going to be, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Can you network? What's? I'm, I'm nearly certain New York's, it, it, it's a little bit slower to open, but it, it's opening nicely. And then California was a little bit slow to open as well. And they're fairly well open now at this point as well, as far as I'm okay. aware. So you can go meet people. But if, if you think about it, when things do open up, there will be a, properly, there will be a surge of these networking events and there will be a surge of people looking to do business. So I do think it's actually, 
you might say, look, oh, well, they're not just waiting until that happens. And, you know, but I think it's probably better to actually get in and start meeting people now and kind of before the influx yeah. of everybody and you get lost in the in the mix, maybe. Yeah, hugely, because there will be huge influx and movement around. And the fact that things are still just slowly but surely opening up, I think it's a great time to get over. And even if it's only a quick introduction, you never know. I'm, I'm a, like a big proponent looking back, even the last three years, the butterfly effect of these small little interactions, this small little decisions have huge, huge impacts going forward. Like as a quick background, I, when I was in transition year of 15, I did work experience for one of the biggest marketing agencies in Ireland. And uh, they were doing, they were had big accounts. It's from small accounts all the way to enterprise level accounts. And they handed me a social media plan with photos, low quality photos of some shop. And they said, here, go write some social media posts. And I said, well, what do I write about? And they were like, it doesn't matter. It's only social media. That one line of him saying that to me, then getting paid thousands and thousands of euros a month, led me on to start studying marketing at 15, to go start in this business, and then just the whole snowball effect. And actually, as a real wrap-up, we actually bought tables recently for the for the office. They'd actually gone and liquidated in early 2020 because of COVID, wow. and we actually bought the tables off of him. We didn't even realize we got down to the offices. And I'd never met the owner of the business. I told him because of you, I started this business. Wow. And he's been—he's actually been very sound and really nice guy. But they had huge, huge accounts. And mm. but he said he didn't invest heavily enough in digital. But I, at fifteen, had actually spotted that he never upskilled the staff. He didn't believe in making that investment then, and that was to the demise, the demise of his business. So it's just—it's just those little little decisions, those little interactions, can have such a huge effect long term. I'd say it's so important to keep your finger on the pulse as you get older as well in the business, yeah. you know, so surrounding yourself by younger staff and taking, taking their opinions on board is going to be vital in that particular industry for sure. Usually. And you have, you have to, you, cause, cause if you, if you fall out, like you see complacency kills, like it genuinely does in business. Like yeah. even like, like pre COVID, if I was talking to someone about doing social media or getting a website, they were like, oh, I don't need it. I'm grand. Literally, like I was trying to justify the need for it. Then then literally COVID kicks in. Then they realize everything goes online. Ireland being reactive towards the whole digital space. And then I'm getting phone calls from the same people going, actually, I need this now. Oh, no, I need this mm-hmm. yesterday. And I'm like, well, no, actually, we're super busy. We're going to have to try factors this, this in. Mm-hmm. So, no, you're dead right. Definitely staying, keeping your finger on the pulse and trying to look at trends coming down the line and, and never get, not getting complacent. It's really important. When, when did you start thinking that maybe Ireland, I'm not saying Ireland's too small, but Ireland isn't big enough for you. When did you start thinking bigger about maybe UK, maybe America? How soon I, I, into your... I actually, we were, uh, we, we were actually, for me anyways, is Thomas Arnold. We were chatting to him when he was, he was in the works of uh, moving the Go House over to LA. And for the people that said, haven't, uh, the people that might be listening to know who uh, Tom Ar- Arnold is, he's a friend of the podcast. I think it was back in the, the 30s. Uh, and, he was a guy who was big on YouTube, uh, started a place called The Go House, which was basically to, uh, a group of influencers that all lived together and was, uh, the, I guess the business model is to generate um, views and content uh, around um, just their lifestyle. And since then, uh, they've moved from Ireland out to uh, Los Angeles, uh, Mark Baker. That's actually where me and Mark were going to live uh, at one stage. We were... <laughs> Well, <laughs> we but you guys probably don't even remember the OC, but it was a big, it was a big deal to me, Mark. Anyway, uh, okay, cool. So yeah, so Thomas Arnold's kind uh, of yeah. yeah. So so when he mentioned he, we were talking about advertisement spend of different uh, different countries like the UK. And when he said compared to Ireland, the US has uh, advertisement uh, spend over four hundred times more than the Irish market. 
400 times i think that kind of takes on both of us and uh, i suppose um since since we got introduced to the likes of andy mackin and gareth flower they've all said that the us is a completely different fish and like just go after it because there's so much there's so just the the, the the idea was investing into digital over there is so much different to ireland yeah you know, Ireland is constantly behind in in market trends, digitalization, and all the all these kind of factors. And we we really think that like we need to work with people that believe in us and our services because then we can actually deliver. Yeah. And like a lot of Irish people get a website for the sake of getting a website, they don't actually believe that it's going to generate revenue, leads, or anything at all. And I think it's really important to just just cop on in a way and 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 believe that having a website and not having a website in two thousand twenty one. Is 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 a big is a big uh, big fault of, for the business. You know, sure. you got to move on with the times. We were the guys that were watching YouTube when we were, you know, twelve. We were the guys that that went on to the the first Facebook. You know, so we 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 know we know this. We understand this area. So why not give it to the experts? You know, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think here's something here from all my experience uh, selling things like Ireland and the UK to a certain extent, but not not as much in. Uh, one of our listener, one of our avid listeners, Mark Baker, always thinks that I'm bashing Ireland. I'm not at all. I love it here. This is my home. I'll stay here forever. But the sometimes when you're selling here, the people who are buying, even if it's a, quite a big business, uh, go on like it's their personal money, which is very mm. difficult. <laughs> you know, like it's yeah. like if they're a business yeah. owner, they they feel like it's coming out of their bank account. Their and bank account. when I was selling, uh, I sold software in uh, Canada, and I used to come in. Um, I'd be on the phones at like 6 a.m. because I wanted to sell to the East Coast. And it was like un- unlimited, unlimited sales you could do. It didn't, like, it, you're only limited by the amount of calls that you could make, basically. Um, and it was, it, <laughs> I guess, not fish, not shooting fish in a barrel, but, it, you know, if you could, all you have to do is get in touch with the person who is, um, uh, you know, who can make a decision and then basically give them a, a good deal. And they go, yeah, sure, send over the paperwork. It was like we were and sometimes when I came back to Ireland, I was talking to my I was interviewing for roles here. I was telling them about that. And some people didn't believe me about the, the numbers we were doing. And I was saying, yeah, there was only like there was like six people on the sales team and we had North America to ourselves. You could just like it was <laughs> it, it, it's so big. It's, it's hard to it's hard to until you go there, until you start to talk to people, until you start to sell over there. Um, it's very competitive, but there's just so much out there. Um, and as people are so open, I would like, they'd send me their, their bills for, uh, uh, their software and say, can you do any better than that? I'm like, yeah, sure. I can do like 2% better than that. Yeah, cool. Send it on. It was like, and we were just, ah, Mark Baker, I always call you as well. I remember walking in, I'm like, this is amazing. I can't believe they've done this. (laughs) So I think all Irish people have ever needed is the opportunity. You know, I think the hustle, there's a lot of hustle in Irish people, uh, historically, and look, you only have to look at America and, and the likes of New York and, you know, that that's who built New York. Literally. But over over here, it's at times, because we're a small nation, there, there's a yeah. little bit of lack of opportunity, a little bit of scarcity, um, and that kind of mentality seeps in a bit. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I love about America. It's it's the land it's the land of opportunity. <laughs> it's, it's so, like, Mark Baker, do you think that there's a, a market for financial uh, recruitment in New York? What do you think? <laughs> I visited New York a couple of Christmases ago and I I think Kim even just turned and said to me, um, 
you know, you'd run rings around these people if you <laughs> if you set up here. Just the people that we interacted with. Yeah. Something about the Irish way. Um, I felt it as well. I thought, Jesus, this. And I wasn't talking to any recruitment people, but I just thought, like, it, it seemed really, really possible that, you know, you, you'd almost have a, a step up on other people because you're Irish. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a friend, actually, who, um, who moved to... Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name any countries. I'm not gonna name any names. Um, but he he gone he went to a different country and he is his whole kind of thing. Well, he is doing very well there. Um, you know, on the dating scene. Um, and traditionally the people in that country were a lot better looking than. Well, maybe not. You know, like Irish guys yeah, hold yeah, their yeah. own. <laughs> but okay, but maybe we're not the most stylish group or you know <laughs> well groomed. I don't know. Um, but uh, this guy was cleaning up and. Uh, I, I, you know, we went to visit him. We're like, this is this is this is different than you're you're performing at home. Um, and his whole thing was like, these guys, like they're so good looking that they never had to have anything else. So if you're mm. if you can, if you if you've been in coppers for years, training getting, that muscle, training that rejection <laughs> muscle, just getting. And if you have no ego, you don't care about rejection, just whatever. Like, like I was thinking of this this the other day. Like, um, like that's part of the fun. And I, I don't talk about just the dating thing, but like in the sales thing as well. When you go over to America, when you're calling people in America, you know, do you know if you call somebody, Mark Baker, you call somebody in uh, Provo, Utah, and try to sell them digital services, and they say no. Who gives a shit? They don't know you. They can't like bump into your mom and said, oh yeah, I got a cold call from your son. That was, that was weird. It's like, yeah, it's like okay. you have free reign. Also, everyone wants to talk to you because you have a different accent. You call them, I used to call them in Canada and I'd be like, ah, oh, you know, I call people in Saskatchewan. I'd be like, oh, you know, I, I saw that you were on the website and stuff like that. And then they'd be like, where are you from? I'd be like, oh, I'm from Ireland. And you know what? I came to Canada. I came to Canada with a dream. You want to see me do well, <laughs> don't you? And then they would laugh and I'd be like, you want to see a young Irish man. I'm off the boat. I'm trying to do it. Let's set up. I said, let's, I said, I've left and I kind of almost kind of like built it up like it was kind of still famine. I know it was a couple of years ago. Um, but, you know, I'm trying to put, paint an image that I've left my friends and family, right? I've come here. I need to do this demo. What do you say? They love that. They go, they, yeah. you know, they'll, uh, they'll give was me you that was telling me, Luke, that you look at the second names, the surnames of people. And if they had Irish surnames, so this the is, chances were much better. So here's a little yarn. I don't know if I, I, I told you. I think I thought, this is, might be on episode two or something when we're doing the intros. Um, but when I went to uh, Vancouver at first, we got there and we had gone to South America for a little bit longer than we thought. So we're down there for months on end. Mark calling me. He's like, you know, I'm like, I'm in the Amazon. I can't talk, you know. And uh, <laughs> he's like, do you need money? I'm like, yes. You know, uh, Services in Dublin, Galway, whatever that be. So we always look at search terms. You'll always see people, uh, companies uh, placing bid, bidding ads against that search term. So, uh, for example, if you type up Grafton Digital, there might be a digital marketing company that's putting money against our name when people type that in. Therefore, they'll come up before us. Now, to battle that, obviously, you can be putting money into Google Ads and and try to outbid the other company. It's a, it's a it's a painful process. It takes a lot of time, but um. At the end of the day, if there's a huge amount of you know search traffic going through that, as developers, we can see the numbers that are going through a particular search term using Google Console. And um, I suppose I, I'd be also looking at what kind of content you're currently producing on your website. Are you posting blogs? Um, actually, I was only talking to um, a kind of a governance design company in Dublin there, and um, they, they, were, they were trying to uh, up their SEO and their website traffic. 
and they've been posting blogs, but they haven't actually shared it on their website or they haven't actually, you know, um, put it on the forefront of their site. So therefore people are, people spend only like a minute maximum on your website. So you got to, in that minute, you got to impress them. You got to lead them in. You've got to have that customer journey, that customer flow in. So I kind of look at that. I'd also put your, uh, put your, put your website link into something called Google Developers uh, Console, which will just run a check through. It'll give me a score from zero to 100, preferably, preferably you're on the 80, both mobile and desktop, because Google looks at the speed of your website. So that depends on, you know, your content, your imagery, uh, what way you've uploaded that, have you compressed that, and all these little things. So, you know, there is, there's going to be, there's a huge checklist that like a developer like yourselves would need actual access to the back end of your site. So we can actually do an audit. After we do an audit, we would let you know, okay, so what would you like to achieve? Like some people would just like more traffic. Some people would like to increase their phone calls and some people would like to increase their followers. So then we'll, we'll, we'll tell them honestly, you know, we, we always prioritize transparent communication because I think in this industry, there's a lot of terms thrown around and it's very hard to keep keep on top of all these new terms. We are, we, we'll, we'll let you know, look, Mark, this is what we can do for you. You know, we can't guarantee it, but uh, we can't guarantee actual re- results because with, with this, you can't really say, I'm going to get you a thousand sales tomorrow, you know? So it's it's going to be, we can we can do all the right, we can take all the right steps and the right approaches and, 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 and play that game. And you know, like I'd say 70 or 80% of the time, you'll actually see really positive results within a six month period. So this six month period is very important because Google takes, you know, between three or four months to actually crawl the data that we, 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 we kind of work on and put on and upload. So, you know, there's all these little things and we just, we, we'd always set like uh, goals, quarterly goals. What would you like to achieve in this quarter for your website and your presence? whether it be on LinkedIn, social media, whatever. And we'll, we'll, we'll do everything and our ability to actually help you achieve that, you know? So that would be, that would be probably, that would probably be it. What? Okay. I'm tr- uh, sorry, Luke. I was going to say just like on that. So th- thanks very much for Eric for um, running through that. Mark, like, have you ever th- thought about like the, what the, the recruitee, um, like journey is like, if you guys have the initial contact with them, do you think that they go and check you out or do you know is that is that a kind of yeah well i can see i can definitely see the the areas on like basic stuff you know yeah. on, on the back end of your website where they're it's the home page it's jobs current jobs and it is meet the team okay so they want to see we have other stuff we've blogs we've you know templates and cv templates and stuff all by far it's it's jobs and who you know what have you got and who are you you know, and we're, and we're well aware of that. And yeah, so no, it's interesting. I, I always think I always have in the past, like I've had these business ideas. I might have built a website to do it, selling a product. And then it was all looking brilliant. But then no, for some reason, I never bothered with SEO. I just think, oh, I've put so much effort into this. Mm. I'm too tired. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to SEO. I'm not going to rank high in this. Like, so my question is, let's say you have a product, let's say it's average amount of competition like it's it's not like you're not selling like you know just plain t-shirts or something like it's it's something kind of specific how long would it take i know it's a silly question probably but like realistically to get on page one of google you know how long is that going to take a company you know is it is it six months minimum is it three years 
I know it's a very vague question, but just to get, give us an idea. like Yeah, like um, obviously it does depend on the product and a lot, yeah. a lot of different factors. But I suppose it also depends how much money you have to invest into advertising. And, uh, and like I think consistency is key with anything. You know, there's these, these Google runs an algorithm, Facebook runs an algorithm, Instagram runs an algorithm, etc. So it's, uh, and nobody kind of knows this algorithm. You can only kind of guess this from previous trends and from other people, you know, that analyze this and try to try to actually give you the algorithm. So I suppose I think with consistent posting, like, like I, I'd like to say six months, you, you can be, you can be there on the first page um with with you know advertisement campaigns maybe within that six months you'd probably spend about five grand to actually get there but um, that's, is that sorry uh is that is that google ads then that's just google ads that's going okay. straight to google is it so how do we we're all about skipping the queue you're right so how do i skip the queue you gotta pay google ads really you gotta so pay google you... ads okay. yeah so google is actually very smart so it'll allow you to try and outbid the the other companies that are putting the ads in so it's a con- constant bidding war because obviously they're taking on all the revenue from these uh these businesses trying to get to the top trying to get to the top so now i i genuinely um recommend not just going google ads and like do spend time in your actual you know physical website seo because if your website ranks and you'll just see like um instead of an actual introduction to what your business is or what your product is you just see image header things like that home services you know it's you're not putting attention into it then you're advertising on the wrong link people won't click that and if they will they won't convert so you you know it's it's kind of like that and I, I like when you're doing a product launch as you as you all know I think you gotta you gotta respect all the different channels that you do your launches on because I think when you release a product you should be on all social media platforms from LinkedIn all the way to Instagram and Twitter uh, and and to create these consistent posting schedules because I suppose from 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 working uh, w- you know with other businesses on social media we've really seen that consistency a constant uh, regular posting schedule with high quality content and purpose content for that channel respecting that channel respecting that audience you know we we, we were able to we were able to achieve results much quicker than them just posting on random days and times you know mm. and there's free software out there that will allow you to actually schedule your posts such as your facebook um, facebook admin you can now actually go into your calendar in your Facebook admin and schedule posts. It's simple. So it used to be the likes of Buffer, um, companies like that. Yeah, Hootsuite. When we were when we were in the social media space, yeah. Uh, okay. But there's loads of them. And, there, and a lot of them are very, very user-friendly and easy to use. And obviously, again, with consistent posts, you're driving traffic consistently to your website. And again, it's all helping your SEO ranking. And to look at the social media side then, are, is that an area that you guys are focusing on anymore then? No, so about within the last 12 months, we kind of moved away from it. And like a couple of different reasons, I suppose. One, it's more of a service-based industry. And especially in the SME space, we found anyway, it's very difficult month on month with the local cafe to try and come up with creative content and keep innovating month on month on month. Um, and then obviously the, the whole thing of like, let's say, let's say the best posting time is 9 p.m. And then you have a local business owners again, it's their baby and they're like, oh, I agree. they would have green-lighted it and they're ringing me at 9.30 p.m. going, I'm actually not happy, we need to tweak this, da 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 You know, and obviously that was just a hugely stressful two years of them having my personal phone number. Yeah. The other one, uh, the other thing is, and 
in the way of scaling because we see a lot of people especially our age instead of doing digital marketing agencies they're doing a bit of social media and content creation for companies and when it's just you doing it you can actually make some great money on it but i suppose as we were trying to scale so you have your copywriter you have your social media marketing strategist you've got your graphic designer your photographer trying to rope all that into a, a, an affordable monthly subscription for an sme business based in Galway, based in Dublin. We found that a very difficult process. Then COVID compounded that with the fact that, you know, we do a full plan for cafe, the cafes are closed all month. So then they're like, we can't use that. The content's gone out the window. So then all just exasperated the whole idea. And then we kind of looked at the whole business and we said, well, websites, I think we can do some really good stuff there. There's good margins and websites. You know, I think we could, let's just get really, really good at that rather than just being mediocre, let's say all three of them. So, yeah. um, so you're thinking... Essentially, you're thinking scalability, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and, which and is what you should be thinking. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's it's not something where I I look to be here in thirty years still doing social media posts. Yeah, yeah. For, for businesses, I want to keep scaling. Like obviously, I'm still young. Want more opportunities and get into new areas. And from a scalability standpoint, that was a really big uh, hindrance. Was the whole social media thing of trying to be month on month in contact with the client, doing reviews. Being doing, doing tactical brainstorms. But it was really interesting, though, for us, I think as younger entrepreneurs, though, to see the back end of a lot of businesses, like work with businesses. What are their challenges? What are the different industries? Like who's making great money and who's having a great time and who's just working themselves to the bone and not really yeah. making much? So that was really, really interesting. And the whole idea of working with these different business owners and meeting all these different personalities early on, I think actually taught us a lot about what possible industries in the future we might get into, it's you know, idea. what industries are maybe tempting. And then, where where is their good development of business so it was definitely um a really interesting process and i wouldn't take it back either i think it was a lot of learning done in that yeah, process yeah unbelievable like i think that's a great because it's a great observation to make so young as well to say that there's like if you're in an industry i want to know say if i was if i was starting uh, my own business I, i'd want to see a lot of you a lot of uh, case studies of people like me doing that type of business that are you know driving benzes you know, I, I want to talk to I, like the the cafe and stuff. I I think that they like I applaud them because I love cafes. But that yeah. is going to be a tough life. That's getting up early, baking muffins, Mark, at all hours, for yeah. a, a dollar margin on that muffin. Like how many muffins you got to sell, Mark? I don't know. I don't know. I am a baker, <laughs> but that's just my surname. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, that um, so yeah, so that's that's uh, an interesting uh, thing to get access to all those backends i think a lot of people a lot of people that we've spoken to actually that i worked in like all types of industries if you get access to different companies i think that's why what they was part of the pitch of becoming a accountant mark is a little bit like that like you're going to get exposed to all different industries and stuff like that and you'll get to learn is that kind of the pitch oh yeah, yeah yeah oh definitely yeah um in audit in particular our tax or yeah any any kind of accounting accounts prep you really get to know how the, get behind the behind the bonnet or whatever you'd say um of of businesses and see how they work and from from a financial point of view and and kind of an operational point of view as well so i think sometimes as, as a young person it's important to eliminate stuff that you don't want to do because you literally can do anything you want but yeah. that's that's actually that's actually a problem in a way because you might go down you might hop onto a track and then you're stuck on that track and you're like oh bollocks why didn't someone tell me this is what it was going to be like they only opened the curtain three years after my you know my yeah. apprenticeship essentially yeah. um and now I, I really know and now i'm stuck you know so it is good to see what you don't want to do and what because not every business is the same and not every successful business is the same some people yeah. you know are, are just working every hour under the sun and some 
have just nailed it and they're just like this is a, a gravy train you know and they might no. come across the same on on you know just to see but i also think um the, the really interesting one for us early on was uh so dad would have been an entrepreneur 25 years so i would have seen someone building a business he's in the in the waste industry and it's really interesting especially when we started working with other businesses was you know you might be turning over two million but your net profit might only be 20 grand, you know, or there's people turn over 500 grand, but they might have a net profit of 200 grand. So it was really interesting seeing like, okay, you might have a very high, you know, sales figure, but your net profits next to zero. So that was really interesting mm-hmm. as well as seeing like their bottom line. I mean, their, their sales figure isn't always a great indicator of how good of an industry it is to get into either, which was a very interesting. And obviously as an accountant, I never really thought of it like that. You get a really good look into the back end, and you get to see, how good an operation operations manager they have in the business as well. So yeah, definitely. It, it definitely scared me away from certain different industries um, after doing the marketing and everything. I think that when I was working in the, in Vancouver, there was payment software. So what they would do, they would send me all of their payment um, uh, stuff for like 12 months. So every single company, I know exactly what type of money they're making. And it's an interesting point that you guys were talking about there, the way some, some companies might be, um, you know, have a, 10% margin on 2 million, right? Um, yeah. But it's a pain. Their life is, is is really hard, right? And then there'd be some guy who rents ponies in the park, Mark, was one of my customers. And uh, dudes make like 300 grand a year. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm like, Man. he seemed pretty laid back to me and uh, his horses <laughs> and stuff. My point is like, I, I, love, I love finding businesses where they're making like doing really well and you're like how could this be this is not something that he like um i i know i will say this as well mark it's kind of in the waste industry as well but there's a guy down here in uh in wicklow and you bring in your your uh the cuttings from your from your uh, trees and stuff like that and he takes that for you from free for free he puts it in a chipper and then sells the mulch what do you think mark yeah that's class that's free money that's free money he has a machine and then so on one side the, all the people are coming in they're throwing the stuff in and then the other side he has uh it's not even his brother like just random whoever needs like uh like b2b uh business they're just filling up their trucks um when i was a, a landscape uh landscaper back when i was a teenager uh, we used to go there all the time and it's like whatever 400 euro for a pickup for a you know and he's not he's not even shoveling it in a machine is putting it into the <laughs> the thing it's a really automation right i love there. it i yeah. love a little scam like that mark <laughs> i've been trying to come up with a scam for years that's all i want to do just because a business is, is handy and it works doesn't mean it's a scam like, <sighs> it feels a bit scammy to me feels like a scam yeah. Yeah. <laughs> lads just to, to go back to your 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 age and the fact that you're so young and luke mentioned the compound effect the compound effect only actually works if you start you know now or early it works best if you start early but a lot of people will say and maybe it's it's a parent thing, like, ah, oh, relax, you know, you've plenty of time, you know, go to college, find, you know, maybe even do something else if you don't enjoy that, you know, take a year off. What do you, why do you not have that mentality? Are you, are, you, are you guys different to your friends? Have you got friends or peers that are just like doing the, you know, three or four year degree and then going to do an apprenticeship? Do you find that you kind of, stick out you're a little bit different in that way yeah i suppose we both answer this because we both had different kind of perspectives on it like so like i said dad was an entrepreneur 25 years and dad's thing was first one in the morning last one out at night and that's the way he did for 25 years until he exited there two years ago but i suppose when 
entrepreneurship became sexy then in the last three or four years that didn't really affect me like I always since I was a young kid said I wanted to get into business so it I always I, I actually were talking to one of our teachers there and I said to him when I was 12 I'm still doing French in school so I can get a visa for Canada and go set up a business in Canada is what I said <laughs> when I was 12 years old to one of my teachers and she actually nice. only mentioned that today but I suppose I always wanted to get into business I just didn't know what way I go about it so it was always just looking for opportunities and I suppose when Eric, when I was in Leaving Cert and Eric would have been a year above me, he would have been just out of school with a full-time IT job. Um, when he came to me and we started throwing around business ideas, it, when we landed on digital marketing, because it made sense and I'd seen that there was an industry in it, and I could see what the likes of the US were doing in mainland Europe and other parts of the world doing amazing work on social media and on, on websites. It just made sense to go go for it. We're like we're in we're in a moment in time where this makes sense to go for it. And yes, always there's the whole thing of having the chat with the parents about taking the gap year from college like I took I postponed my course for a year which I never ended up going to um and obviously most of my friends are in are in college but I suppose two of two of our personally closest friends Thomas Arnold and Kevin Owens who you both uh yeah, met lads. like we that that's our group as well so I suppose I have the friends that are, are do, doing the college route and absolutely love and thankfully they are doing that but we do have the friends as well that are in business around the same age as us and we're all on the same sort of journey together so I think it's about finding the balance about, you know, not getting too caught up in the entrepreneur lifestyle of going to New York and doing all this and also enjoying being youthful and going and having a coffee in Galway City and just talking about, I suppose, a big end MMA. So that sort of stuff and doing training and stuff. So I think it's about finding that balance as a younger person, not get caught up in the big entrepreneurial lifestyle and just chasing the money the whole time, but actually having fulfillment and good good quality relationships. Yeah, I suppose, um, I suppose like, me, I, 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 my parents, none of my parents or any of my family have an entrepreneurial background, but I suppose initially I, I took a, I took a year out after my leaving cert and I would have worked, I would have worked part-time job in a hotel. I would have had a full-time IT job as well. I was saving up. I was trying to go to pilot school, which cost like 130 grand. So I was working up towards that. And as Dara mentioned, you know, we kind of came together, started chatting about, you know, doing something. I suppose my initial want was quick cash i want to make you know quick money business just sounds like a lot of money and I, I definitely fell in love with the process so like that changed my life we were having breakfast and i was i was in between going to an Aer Lingus interview and um going going to do, doing like a cadetship which Aer Lingus would have paid for and or doing the business and like you know i was very lucky because there was like here whichever one you think and i suppose i suppose I love, I loved, I loved the building of it. I loved our team. We, we, we had, we had three people in our team at that point. I just loved the process. So I suppose it just kind of carried me on. And the point I just wanted to make there as well is like, you see all these people driving these Benzes, Lamborghinis, whatever. They worked very, very hard for that money. Like, you know, I think I, I've definitely have a big respect for money because when I was doing my IT job, I would have been getting, you know, really good salary for, for, for an 18 year old realistically. Right. Um, and when, when I got to taste the money, I just didn't respect it. But then when you start a business and you have to pay yourself, you know, like we started off on like a hundred euros a week, just to kind of get ourselves on a payroll after a year, after a year. Yeah. And like, I would, I would have jumped off a nice 40 grand salary. Yeah. That hurt. <laughs> that hurt because i think i think we don't respect the money until we have to actually work and earn it like every single euro you know we earn for the business is is done by our team and us yeah so we respect it you know it's 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 there it's, it's and like great. it's so great to get off the get off the teat as early as possible because as as you get older the 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 monthly salary i think it was uh nasim talib 
the uh, the author and said the two biggest um, uh, addictions in humanity are uh, heroin and a monthly sal- salary. Two are <laughs> two are both uh, you know something to worry about. Um, yeah, it's crazy because you know like you're you get so comfortable. You yeah, get so, yeah. especially like I was eighty. I no expenses at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just had fun with it. That's but awesome. anyways, um, <laughs> like. Uh, again, I'm in the same circle as Dar with Kevin and Thomas, and like it's great that we have that circle together because we can go to them, and like and like just you know relate on a couple of things. And you definitely have like I definitely experienced like a lot of separation kind of feeling because I would have been very close to my friends, and the business has kind of closed that off because I would have been focused on the business because that's my baby, that's yeah. our baby. Mm. You know what I mean? And like I would have prioritized that over my social. Uh, life which i don't recommend because you just you're just you know you're just going to burn out a lot of times and you're not going to have fun and like i think we're very lucky now that we can enjoy our youth while building the business as well because we have people that are that are chasing the same dream you know yeah and you know what we're we're coming up on time today and there's a there's a couple of questions that we usually ask but i think we'll maybe is one that i i think we'd both uh be interested me mark and also the listeners you guys 20 um and you're you know in business a few years where do you see the business in five years time are you guys still doing still doing this uh uh the the website stuff are you doing more kind of technical contracting work what where where do you guys see this going five years from now yeah it's, it's hard to gauge like because you're talking about a quarter of my life so far like it's always hard because say five <laughs> ten years because you're talking about such a large chunk yeah. like five years ago i was in junior cert so <laughs> <laughs> um, i didn't think i'd be here at 20 and um, yeah like i suppose as a very foundational thing and as cliche as it sounds like genuinely just doing a job that we enjoy and doing that like and that's what we did from day one let's just create a job that we want to go to every single day and do that i i more than likely we see i see ourselves moving over towards the u.s Furby West Coast because the weather, uh, you know, in the next in the next 12, 12 or 18 months and just chasing opportunities that, that excite us. And I know that sounds very cliche, but just the world and the people we're surrounded with, just the sky's the limit, you know, and especially going over to the States and stuff. I was just doing something and working on projects that are enjoyable and hopefully trying to make a living along the way as well, but genuinely just doing things that make me happy and, and intrigue me and it's a constant challenge on my end anyway. I yeah. think I think sorry just to cut you off Eric. I think it's it's probably a worthwhile exercise to actually start jotting down where you do want to see yourself in in five years. And I, I don't mean as individuals. I mean as as the brand. You know, Craft and Digital. You know, what are you building? You've 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 said the word build a good few times, and if you've noticed it, but that's what you should focus on. You know, you're going to be doing enjoying the process. That's the job. You're kind of already living that dream, and you yeah. want to continue doing that. But what are you going to build? What's yeah. that going to look like? How many people are going to be involved? Where is it? What type of clients are you going to have? And and not to to be talking about the secret or anything like that, but kind of start to manifest it because I do think the opportunity can manifest itself if, especially if you go over to the states. Yeah, sorry, Eric, go ahead. No, that's a, that's a, that's a really good point. And I suppose the only thing I want to add is what's really difficult for us is that we we've done these two three year plans before, you know, and we we go one month on and it's like well, we either already achieved it, we're in a completely different direction. You know, it's very hard for us to actually adapt to this because just constantly changing environment. Like three weeks ago, like I, I wasn't thinking that like we'll actually get to go over to the US this summer. And there you go. We now have the opportunity, you know, the vaccination is working. So like all these little things are just constantly drifting our lives. Like 
I would have planned to buy a house in Ireland, you know, get myself a, a nice car and kind of build a family here. But now that's not my plan at all. But um, I suppose with with grafting and everything, like I just want to, I just want to make sure that whatever we whatever we do in five years time, we're we're always we're always giving back to I suppose the the the, the, the country. You know, we you know uh, think local and act global. I think is what we kind of said is going to be one of our core values as such. And like I just want to, I just want to, I just want to be involved in many kind of opportunities. You know, in the next five years. And just just kind of build this grafting empire in a way that's uh, that's fun to come and work with, you know. Uh, maybe the next Microsoft, you know, who knows? I like it, Mark. Look, that mindset of just being open, like you guys are, even like coming on the podcast, having chats with people, you know, the the your your as I always say, you're increased in your surface space for a look to land on, and you're going to have so many opportunities. You're going to do great, yeah. Mark. What would the so let's 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 wrap this up. Let's if you you know. We're both in our thirties now, right? Which I thought was quite young, uh, but it's not the case at all. Um, what's the what's the sage piece of advice? What's if you could say one guy, if you could reach back in time, you know, to being twenty, given what the guys are, are talking about here, uh, what would be your piece of advice that you'd say to the guys? Um, probably if I had to pick one thing, like. I would say network as much as you can. I would say, yeah. yeah. Look, I could, there's loads of things I could say. I'm a real doer. I would say just fucking do the job. Just keep working. Keep doing it. Don't, if you're going to think about something, don't overthink it. Action it. Just do it and stuff will materialize out of it. Um, so network and whether that means going to all these groups that, that you've mentioned already and you're already doing great networking. Um, you know, e- cold email, cold call, just network. Talk Every single method of networking do it and do the do a good job. Nice. Thank um, you very much, man. For me, I think you guys again twenty. I'd say invest as much as you can. Like I know that sounds really boring, and I had no interest. I used to work in an investment bank. I didn't invest. It was crazy. I used to we used to buy like oil options. Mark, Do you remember? I called you then. We were in Casey Peaches in Dublin. I told Mark I was going to be a millionaire, um, <laughs> and uh, in my next suit, and uh, didn't work out in the end. Um, <laughs> blew up that account um not the first one actually mark over the years um but i would say so the with the compound pick like say if you put away five five hundred dollars or 500 euro today in a uh investment account every every month uh for 18 years you have like a quarter million um just on, yeah. on the side nice little uh nest egg but just something no, like that you guys have last 12 months or so we, we started yeah, investing yeah yeah stock, stocks and the crypto crypto as well been crypto but yeah Get that crypto going. We got we had some we had some, talked about crypto last week. Me and Mark are taking the plunge. We're gonna go big though. We're gonna you know, oh, yeah? leverage the houses. I think that's the that's the where, where are we going? Where where is money going? Um so we're going straight well, we're gonna we're we're gonna go to the, the gold, right? We're gonna go Bitcoin, we're gonna buy fifty K each, let it ride. What do you think, Mark? I'll see you in uh Have we agreed this. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to the moon. Right. To the moon. Yeah, to the moon. <laughs> so guys, I just wish you all the best of luck in America. I, th- I hope you guys uh I uh, hope you guys do well. I'm sure that you will. Um, lots of opportunities out there. Um, like like Mark said, think about five years from now what you guys want to do, but you guys are, are uh, crushing it already. And uh, I hope I see you guys um, in Malibu or something like that soon uh, with lots of clients and lots of money and having lots of fun. 
We'll send, we'll send photos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and also, let's sit down in a year's time and, and repeat this interview. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do. Let's do a, we're going to start doing that as well. We're going to try to get some of the some of the guys back, see how things are go- going, and um, it's going to be great. So, listen, all the best of luck, lads. Thanks for coming on the Jackpot. Thanks, many lads. Thank you, Thank you very much. Really Thank you. Thank you.